0: hi i'm cynthia murphy and i'm georgia bowers and today we are joined by the super lovely benjamin dean hello benjamin Hi. Hi. How, are <laughs> How are you feeling today? Is it very hot where you are?
1: It couldn't be hotter. I tried oh. to play tennis this morning, which was a bad idea. So yeah, what, um,
0: outside.
1: No, I'm going <laughs> to shelter inside forevermore now because I've sweated enough. for Seventeen people, I think, yeah. to yeah. for a podcast. Well, well.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't worry. We've talked about worse. Yeah. <laughs> so we're going to start off. Benjamin, can I? Is it Benjamin or Ben? What do you?
1: It's Benjamin if you go into a bookshop and you're looking for one of my books. Otherwise it's Ben. Okay,
0: okay, right. Um, so Ben is going to share with us three mm-hmm. facts about himself, one of which is not true. So we don't know what these facts are, and we are going to try and guess now, and then Ben is going to reveal at the end. So you have to stay and listen till the very end. It's like mm-hmm. it was all planned that way. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Okay, so my three facts. Uh they are of varying intrigue, I believe. Uh so the first one is that I'm obsessed with star signs, even though I don't really believe in them, slash I don't believe in them at all. But I keep up with them all the time, even though I don't believe in them. <laughs> my second fact is that I was once stopped by Palace Security while doing a research trip for my new book, The King is Dead, Fun Times. <laughs> The third fact is that I am six foot four. There has been a lot of uh, debate about my size uh, from authors meeting me in person over the last few months. So um, apparently people Mm. think I am a certain height and
2: yeah. Hmm. What do you think, Cynthia? I unfortunately 100% believe number two because I can just... uh, oh yeah I think the last one is a lie I think you are just a little bit shorter because I know you're a tall person because it made me laugh because I saw on Twitter that there was this thing about your height and I've been to two in-person meetings now where people go you're a tall person and I'm like I am and I think because we've just seen each other online for the last couple of years people Mm. get really shocked if you are a tall person in real life
0: yeah seemingly so
2: I think you're more six two six three, maybe. Okay. And I think you probably are obsessed with star (laughs) signs.
0: Yeah, I think. uh, Yeah, I think I'm. I'm going to go the same as Cynthia. I think you're tall, but not as tall as six foot four. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I'm going to go the same. So we'll see later.
1: We will see later, indeed.
2: (laughs) Okay. So, what are you going to talk to us about today?
1: So because my new book is called The King is Dead and it's all about royals, um, I'm coming at you today with lots of uh, royal talk um, about the monarchy and all these fun little snippets of details that I found out while I was doing research for the book. Uh, the first one's a bit of a throwaway one, but I found this so funny when I was doing my research, is that um, obviously each member of the royal family has their own house and they have their own teams and they have like loads of people behind them. And Prince Charles is known for having uh, a very big team and when he goes away he also has a reputation for taking his harpist and his watercolourist wherever he goes what no I I I heard (laughs) it's like
0: like...
2: it's like the fact that I in case there's an emergency (laughs) we've also so did they just do that for him or have they taught him to do So is it like he in case he's a trainer, a watercolour lesson, or is it just in case he is like, I'm looking particularly nice today, let's get this documented?
1: (laughs) I think he's very much known for kind of being a little bit arty in times and he really likes art. So I think the watercolorist goes with him and paints kind of scenes. That they see while they're there, and also I think they maybe do lessons together. It wasn't quite explained or clarified either way, but it was a very throwaway comment where I was like, "Wait, he takes his watercolorist and his harpist."
0: I didn't I like, even know that they were jobs.
1: Apparently, royal they are.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I could get on board with the harp playing.
1: Some nice background music. Whenever yeah, you, I, think. I can imagine having nice. new sandwich.
0: I'm, yeah,
1: I'm wondering yeah. how you take the harp with you. That's a very big instrument.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm maybe the harpist has an assistant who like carries That's it around
1: it, it, it,
2: it would make sense from <laughs> hmm. them
1: um, so aside from that one, I actually did um, a few research trips to Buckingham Palace. Um, a lot of them were during the day, but I really needed to go in the evening. I used to see it at night because one of the chapters takes place at night. And so um, I'd done my browsing of Buckingham Palace outside to kind of get a feel of what it looks like with all the lights on and everything. Um, and I really needed to go into St. James's Park, which is obviously in front of Buckingham Palace. So my main character has a moment where they go on a midnight date and they're walking around St. James's Park. So I was trying to get a feel for it at night, but I didn't want to go in. In because it was kind of pitch black. There's no street lights in there. It's all around the outsides. But I could see people like coming out. And I was like, what are these people doing in the park? So I got home and I was having a little think about it. And I was like, <laughs> it's (laughs) okay, I'm going to put my brain on here and I think I maybe know what they're up to. So I Googled and it turns out that St. James's Park was actually a very famous cruising ground in like the 1800s. So so Buckingham Palace was built in the 1800s, I believe, but it didn't become the royal residence until the next century, I think. So the St. James's Park was a cruising ground which had a molly house on it. So molly house was kind of a place where men could go and socialise and also go to have sex with other men but um, St James's Park was known as being a bit of a cruising ground where soldiers from other barracks could kind of go in, do their Oh, training.
0: it's all so juicy Wow
1: <laughs> So I was kind of like, oh wow, I, I, can't, I can't believe it but then I was like, well maybe I can believe it <laughs> so
0: yeah. It, <laughs> it
1: seems that uh, maybe it is still somewhat of a cruising ground now because I was watching and I was like why are people just coming out on their own? What are they doing wandering around St James's Park?
0: Oh, you're so naive I know I,
1: uh, <laughs> Like maybe they will do research trips as well.
0: Yeah. <laughs> a different so kind that was of also research a Very,
1: very fun fact. Wow. But, um, so then once I've done all of that stuff. All really, really great. Um, a huge inspiration for the book was Princess Diana. I'm a big Princess Diana fan. Um, and one of my favorite stories that I found out while doing research for the book is that she it's kind of like myth, it's kind of debated whether it's true or not. There is a legend that she was taken to the uh, Royal Vauxhall Tavern, which is a very famous gay bar in London, um, and she was put in boy drag by Freddie Mercury. So she was in disguise for the night, and she just went for a night out at the RVT.
2: <laughs> that would be just brilliant that's true like, i know i hope that's true
1: <laughs> it's, it's princess diana she was all down with the gays she was friends with freddie mercury it just seems like something she would do she would get all dolled up and drag and off she'd go no one would know it was her i think yeah. it sounds great <laughs> yeah,
0: definitely.
1: i was like oh so when i was doing my research i was like Oh, so people can, you can just dole yourself up and people won't recognize it's you, even though you're part of the royal family. It's interesting. And then the other thing that I found very, very intriguing um, I had this book which I bought, which is very uh, striking. It's a Diana biography, and uh, <laughs> they were kind of dissecting the uh, kind of demise of the marriage with Charles and they're not getting on very well. And it's said in one of the stories that in a very tense moment during the relationship, she's not very happy with him. Um, He's got a gardener coming over and he really wants to impress the gardener. The gardener arrives and he calls up to Diana and says like, oh, we've got a guest. And she apparently opens up the sash window, leans out of it, screams, fuck off. And then closes (laughs) (laughs) which I found thoroughly amusing i really do
2: i mean you hear stories like that and you think because I, I still think about the fact that Prince Charles was allowed to get divorced and kind of remarried and you know being in the public eye and somebody so beloved and then you hear stories like that and think I bet she was a royal pain in the arse literally like I bet she just yeah. drove them mad did what she wanted and it's probably yeah. why she's still such an icon Honestly,
1: know? I was doing all the research and when I looked into Diana um, all of the stories you know the going out and she was obviously like a, a great icon but especially for the gay community and all she did for HIV and AIDS but yeah I was she really was a pain in the, in the royal side I think but then when it got down to kind of I think my my search history got really ropey when I started having to look at floor plans of Buckingham Palace oh. I, was really, <laughs> I was so worried that I was gonna get like an alert that I'd been like I was gonna get arrested and because that has happened before someone has broken into the palace um I think on multiple occasions um back in like the 80s I think it was scaled the drain pipe and had a conversation with the queen I was like
2: Oh, my God. How do, you,
1: how do you break into the palace without anybody realising? Yeah. Um, but I was looking up floor plans, and because I was trying to find accuracy about the palace. I was like, well, I need to know where the living quarters are and where all the staterooms are, et cetera. So, but fortunately for me, I found a coffee table book, which just so happened to have a floor plan in the very, very opening. Oh,
0: oh brilliant. brilliant. There we go. <laughs> okay. Oh, that's handy, isn't it?
1: After all of that research where I thought I was going to get in trouble, it sounds like there was a book under my nose the entire time, which <laughs> right in the beginning. Um, but yeah, they were a few of the uh, little snippets of details and facts that I found when I was doing my research.
0: For Fascinating. Yeah. Do you know, so many questions, again... I wonder if that floor plan that they've published is completely accurate and shows all of the rooms, or whether there's some secret rooms. Well, yeah. so
2: this I want to ask this because I have I've not finished the book yet, but I did start reading Ben's book and it's fab. It's actually out this week. So when this episode releases, your book is out this week. Um, there is a bit in it where you say that there are little secret passages that each royal uses to different bits so they don't have to kind of pass by each other and pass by the staff. Is that true? Or did you add that?
1: Uh, Yes, it is true. I mean, there was a lot of elements to the book that I kind of just had to take my own fiction and put it into the book because you could never find out if it was accurate. But um, yeah, it is said, uh, I think it's quite common knowledge that there are a few um, passageways for senior royal members to be able to go through. So it's either to be able to surprise people in state rooms. So the Queen is known to appear through what looks like a huge ornate mirror, but it's actually, if you pull it, it's a door Um, and she kind of comes through there. And it's... um, (laughs) That's quite
0: scary. <laughs> I'm just imagining her <laughs> crashing through a mirror.
1: <laughs> well, it's, it's, um, yeah, I think it's the White Drawing Room, and I think right. the other side of that is what's called the Royal Closet, and it's where the Royals kind of gather to kind of get themselves ready to go in and do their state visit or whatever. Oh. So yeah, there's a lot of secret passageways, and there's also a lot of passageways under the palace, I think, for staff mm. so that they can get from place to place without kind of crossing paths with a with a member of the royal family. Um, mm. Yeah, I I I found a lot of that quite interesting when I was doing the research. Yeah,
0: definitely. It's interesting. I love the idea of, of Prince Charles just shouting up to Diana because like you just do that at home, don't you? Yeah. shouting up the stairs. Yeah. It's funny that they that they would do it as well.
1: Yeah. Um it was it took place in his uh house in Highgrove. I'm not entirely yeah. sure what Highgrove is to be fair, but it was like his country retreat that he could go to that was away from the city and away from the palace. And Diana very much hated it she was very a city girl at heart so mm.
2: yeah she looked like a city girl
1: yeah she was I think she was called a Sloan Ranger because she used to love uh, being in Sloan Square in Chelsea and all that business so mm.
2: I've got to say when I was reading the book I had definite vibes of this is very much what would happen if Megan and Harry's child was on the throne Mm -hmm. and I found it really interesting because obviously there's so much in the media at the minute and it's like Kate versus Meghan and you know it's they will literally write a headline about Kate Middleton that'll be very favourable and they'll say exactly the same thing about Meghan Markle but it'll be really derogatory and there's no real reason for it apart from race and the fact that she's American and you know that they've kind of moved off so I did get real vibes of you know what would happen if it was one of their children on the throne and that's I think what you've tried to explore
1: yeah I very much thought when I came up with the idea we were kind of in the midst of a lot of uh like derogatory comments and headlines about Megan and like my thought was I mean if she's getting this and she's not even directly in line to the throne then it, it would be absolute chaos if, if she was on the throne so I was like god she's she's not even like a, a like a princess or she's, she's a duchess um and I was like this is just wild if she actually sat on the throne this would get 10 times worse so yeah. I was like oh what would happen if we did have a black monarch and i was like well let me write that job. <laughs>
0: yeah well
2: this is what i wondered and i was reading it on holiday and i kept saying to my husband i think he's doing it what if meghan and harry's kid is king
1: yeah and there are a few elements which uh, look a lot like real life i think there's a few like headlines that i took and or facts that I knew about that I kind of twisted into the book. So it's definitely a nod to real life, but uh, my own interpretation of it.
0: Yes, can't wait to read it. Oh, it's good.
1: <laughs> Thank you very much.
0: So, Ben, where can people find you if they want to find out more about you? Where do you lurk on the internet?
1: I lurk in most places. You can find me on pretty much all social platforms uh, at Not Again Ben, Twitter, Instagram, and Unfortunately now TikTok, I have. I've caved. seen
2: your TikToks. You're very good on TikTok.
1: I've caved. I said for ages I wasn't <laughs> going to do it because I was like, I don't know if I'm like the right demographic to be. I mean, I'm making it sound like I'm 64. I'm I'm 28, <laughs> but um, I was like, yeah. I I don't know if uh, I, if I have it in me to be doing full visual content, and then I open TikTok and I. TikTok has not let me go. <laughs> yeah. It's got me firmly in its grasp.
2: It's very addictive. Couldn't
1: be more addictive.
2: And before you go, what's the fake fact? Which one is not true?
1: The fake fact, I hate to disappoint you, <laughs> is the fact that I was stopped by palace security. Uh I was very much wondering if I was going to. There was a few moments where I was like I'm getting looked at here, but I chose those moments to leave before I was stopped. <laughs> I am indeed six foot four. Six foot
2: four. Um, six foot four. Yeah, well, a massive there's, person. There's
1: been some debate about it because some people are like, oh, you must be taller, and some people are like, you must be shorter. So I've just settled in the middle and said six foot four. But, uh, <laughs> that was the that's the fake fact that I was stopped by palace security.
2: Well, I am disappointed in myself that I even assumed that that was true, but I think that's just what I think of our.
1: Yeah, says a lot, doesn't it? Yeah,
2: exactly. <laughs> our police system. Mm. <laughs> but thank you for joining us.
1: Well, thank you so much for having me. It's been an absolute pleasure.
2: And we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Browser history deleted.